Hello and welcome to the latest edition of the Posh Report. Probably the only podcast being recorded today on a Monday, which is not talking about England's route to the semi-final of the Euros. Instead, we are talking Jack Marriott, who has returned to Peter United. And today I am delighted to be joined by Derby County fanalist James Hare, who um, runs the 11 points, one win Twitter page. How are you doing, James? Yeah, very well, thank you, mate. I'm really happy to uh, to be on and be talking about a really interesting player that is Jack Marriott. Yeah, no, thanks for coming. And obviously, Marriott is a player that a lot of people listening to this podcast will know, or at least know a lot of from his time, especially in the 17-18 season, uh, when he had a fantastic season for Posh, which meant they sold him to Derby following 27 goals that year for around four or five million. And he's just come back to Peterborough on a free. I think the fact that Posh sold him for a lot of money and got him back on a free tells a story in itself about how the last three years have gone. Um, but for those who perhaps haven't been following his career closely since he left in 2018, what has the last three years been like for Marriott and what do you and ever Derby fans sort of think about him? Well, yeah, I mean, as you say, the it's quite typical of a lot of uh, Derby's failings in the transfer market, signing a player of some ability for uh, a fairly substantial fee and then letting his contract run down and then um, you know, not getting any resale f- value back on him. Quite a um, overall, it will go down as a disappointing transfer for Marriott. He had a a good time um, in probably a, a two months spell during the 2018-19 season, his first season, and of, and of course scored um, two really important goals away at, at Leeds United in the playoff semi final, and then and uh, also scoring a goal in the playoff final. Um, in a defeat to Villa, but overall, yeah, it will uh, go down as what I would say as a, a failed transfer. But I think Derby, we have seen at times the ability he has, and I'm, I'm sure we're going to talk about sort of why he might have failed and and why um, what sort of uh, an environment he needs to uh, to succeed in. Yeah, I guess that was going to be my follow up question because obviously signed for a lot of money at Derby, two seasons at Derby. And then he's loaned out to Sheffield Wednesday last season. A lot of Sheffield Wednesday fans been commenting that he spent more time on the golf course than he did in a Wednesday shirt. But what we're going to primarily focus about his time at Derby. Um, what do you think went wrong for him at Derby? I know he had injuries. Was it injuries? Was it managers not trusting him? Was it the system that he played in? What If you were going to say, you know, this is the reason Jack Marriott didn't quite work out, what do you think that would be? Well, if we go back to 2018 when he did sign under Lampard, uh, Lampard spent you know a fair bit of money on Jack Marriott and Martin Waghorn, two strikers who are different profile of striker um, who we didn't really get to see play together much. Um, so there was there was some competition there for for the uh, starting place up front, and Marriott never really was able to to secure that spot. Um, he he did pretty well in terms of um, scoring goals. I mean, he scored nine goals, which is nothing prolific. Um, but it was a... He scored 0.37 uh, non-penalty goals per 90 from about 0.29 uh, XG per 90, um, which placed him in the sort of 30, 30th percentile of, of strikers in the uh, 
in the division in terms of goal scoring. So it was a fairly reasonable return. But then when it came to 1920 season, he had a lot of injuries. Well, not there was one persistent groin injury that was fairly well documented. And Marriott himself went on a, a fan podcast and spoke of how a lot of the time he was playing through this injury and was perhaps it perhaps suggested that he was being rushed back a fair bit of, of the time, which drew a lot of criticism. Um, and obviously, I'm not in a position to comment on that. I had no idea what happened there. But at the end of the 1920 season, he missed uh, the end of the season with uh, a groin. Uh, he had surgery for this groin injury. And so, uh, yeah, a lot of, a lot of Marriott's success at Derby did come when he was playing centrally and off the shoulder and that's where he is best suited as a striker he'll look to hug the centre-back and potentially drop deeper to create occasionally but he's not a striker that always wants to pin a centre-back and because he doesn't have that physical profile he's not necessarily a hold-up striker but as you saw at the, at the posh in 2017-2018 in Running in behind is his game. That's what he does. And he does have a really nice range of finishing about him. Yeah, no, I agree with that in terms of, if I think back to his time at Posh, played in the two, also played in the one, often had lots of floating creative players behind him. Probably going to look a little bit different next season, the system he's going to play in. But as you say, running in behind, he had that pace. His movement was good off the shoulder last man. Do you ever think he's very good at, or at least was very good at in League One? I think it's maintaining the championship. We're just being able to clever and find pockets of space in and around the box um, to get to get shots off. I always think he's been good at that, and that's a really important skill in predicting where the ball might drop. When it, you said about his finishing, for me, I always think of him as a good finisher, but a finisher who perhaps has two very specific finishes they're good at. One is that chipped uh, shot over the goalkeeper when he's through one-on-one, perhaps the goalkeeper commits early. The other finish I think he's really good at is the low finish. I love the fact he shoots low and hard into the corners. Just looking at his numbers, you touched on his 18-19. 19-20 saw a drop drop off. So interesting, he only scored 0.14 sorry, goals per 90. But that came from an XG of 0.36. So actually, he was getting into decent positions when he was coming on the pitch. What do you think caused that drop-off? Was it perhaps a limitation of types of finishes, not getting the right chances? Was it a confidence where he's primarily coming off the bench, maybe he wasn't trusted by the manager? Or do you think it was just the injury playing the part for that drop-off? It was a host of issues that affected it. Primarily, Philip Koku came in, who tried to adopt a more methodical, slow approach to build-up play. And perhaps we didn't get as many longer through balls through to Marriott for him to feed onto. And I think it was fairly clear from the start that Marriott wasn't exactly the profile of striker that Philip Cocky wanted. I think he wanted more of a, a goal scorer, of course, but more of a, a, a taller, more physical hold-up striker who is good with the ball at his feet. So in terms of cementing a place in the 11, once again, he wasn't really able to consistently do that. And just 0.14, excuse me, non-penalty goals per 90, as you said, placed him uh, below the fifth percentile of championship strikers. Uh, So he really did struggle in that regard. Yeah, absolutely. But also, I think, yeah, so I mean, the the injuries, though, of course, did play more of a role in 1920. So there's a lot going on there with Marriott that 
maybe makes him quite difficult to sort of pinpoint what's going on with him. Yeah, I think definitely the injuries are a concern. I think Posh will be hoping that he's coming to an environment he knows. He's going to immediately be really popular with the fan base, which wasn't the case necessarily always at Derby, although I know when he did have that good spell, especially after Leeds, it was a bit of a cool for him to be in the side more or at Sheffield Wednesday. The interesting thing for me is where he's going to play in the side. So I think primarily Posh are going to look to play a two up front. I think the recruitment the players that Posh have brought in are hinting at playing a 3-4-1-2 and potentially alongside Clark Harris if he's still there next season or, or a similar target man. We know he's going to be good running in behind, got that pace to run in behind. And a key role Dembele played in the in the Peterborough side as that as that second striker was dropping in between the lines and creating. Now that's something we didn't see Marriott do loads of when he was at Posh. Primarily was running in behind, finding space, had a lot of creative players around him, Lloyd, Madison, Ward. I think Edwards was there in his first season as well. So the creative demands weren't really there on him. If he was expected to drop in between the lines in the front two, have you seen that side of his game develop in his time at Derby? Do you think he could play that role? Or do you think Posh would maybe have to shift? I think it is possible they will shift and just primarily use him running off the line and perhaps change the demands of that second striker. Well, before the call, I was looking at his average positions over the two main, main two seasons he played at Derby. And it's pretty evident that he does look to sort of drop into the half space to, half space to release. But it's not, not something he's necessarily keen to do. He will often look to stay pinned to that centre-back and look to run him behind. But when he does need to drop back, he will often receive the ball and play it out within two touches. Very keen to recycle it, whether that's centrally or out to the full-backs. And especially in a wing-back system, if he does play that, if he does play in a... A three at the back for Peterborough with that overlapping wing backs. He could play a more pivotal role in build up and uh, particularly sort of recycling the ball in the final third. So it's 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 hard to say exactly, but I think the sort of system you're describing there, which is uh, a two up top role, could could benefit him much more, especially alongside a player like Clark Harris if if he was to stay. You know, I think what you said there about the two touches getting out of his feet, that's sort of how I remember him. Not particularly creative, but as you say, gets it, head up, moves it quickly, shifts it perhaps out to the wings. So that would be very different to what Posh have had with Dembele, in that Dembele was a player who will pick the ball up, turn and run at players. Again, marry a decent dribbler, but I think he's more effective running off the shoulder. But I think he's probably, and one of the reasons I think Posh probably have signed him as well, I think he's quicker than Mo Isa, who's the current striker they have at running them behind, and his movement's a little bit better than Mo. But also, Mo's biggest issue when he's linking plays, he's very head down and will take four or five touches before releasing it and then get crowded out, lose space. So I think moving the ball on quickly in that system, as you say, will be important and perhaps something they look for him to do. The other system Posh do play is a 4-2-3-1. Um, typically, the lone striker in that system is Clark Harris, the season before that, uh, Tony occasionally played in that lone striker role as well. So my question, therefore, would be: We've seen him play a four-two-three. We've seen him play a lone striker in a four-two-three when in League One for Posh. Do you think, given the demands of the Championship, and you've watched a lot of Championship football, you've seen him play this role occasionally for Derby? Do you think he has the necessary qualities 
to play as a lone striker in the championship? Or do you think he perhaps lacks the physicality, the ability, pinning a defender, as you say, playing back to goal, link in play, and he might struggle being the focal point of attacks in a 4-2-3-1? Well, I don't want to completely rule out the possibility because who am I to say that? But I would have concerns about it. It's It's been attempted at Derby with a mixed bag of success. Um, I mean... As a lone striker, what you're going to get from Marriott is more shots. And that was, I mean, we had an increase of his shots from 1819 to 1920, from 2.2 a game to about 2.7, which took him from about average right up to the top 10, um, sort of 10% in the division. It, it, I would have concerns about the physical profile in terms of a lone striker. If you're playing a lone striker in the championship, a lot of the time you will either need the player to have the physical profile and the hold-up ability to do that on his own. Obviously, it is play style dependent for the team. But if not, it is dependent on the players around him creating the possibilities. Jack Marriott is a player that can create space for himself. We see it a fair bit. It's probably not as obvious because of the position he takes up out of possession. Most of the time, as we as we said, sort of between the two centre halves, but he can do it, and so it didn't work for Derby. Really, that's the bottom line. But there's no reason why it can't work for Peterborough. But I would probably have more confidence right now for him in a in a front two than than a sole forward. Yeah, no, I'd agree with that. Like when I think of Mario, I I kind of see him as the last great traditional posh striker under Dharma Kanti. What I mean by that is posh always favoured mobile strikers, quick strikers, pressing strikers, running in behind. And those are the elements of the game I think he is best at. We've seen an evolution with Tony and Clark Harris and his appreciation of the physical striker. And I think they'll want to play him predominantly alongside a physical striker. We saw last season posh not particularly effective building up from the back, much better in transition and, and often when they do try and build from the back, need an outlet of going into a big striker who can hold the ball up. I think the only alternative you play Mary up front is then you need to become a very much high-pressing transition side. And I think we'll see Posh play a lot more like that. And if he did play up in the low role, potentially just using him to run in behind and, and then press and try and create turnovers that way if they don't win the initial ball. But I agree with you. I think predominantly we're going to see him play up front in a front two. I touched on it then. I think a key demand of him is going to be his ability to press the ball. We know he's a we know he's a hard working presser. We know he's a quick presser. My my question to you is: We know he's played under some quite good tactical managers, Koku Lampard, in his time at Derby. Do you think he's developed his pressing intelligence in terms of the angles of his pressing? And do you think he can be an effective pressure presser in the championship? He definitely can. The effectiveness of his pressing was undoubtedly affected by his fitness at Derby. A lot of the time you could tell when perhaps he was playing after some injections for his for his groin injury that maybe he was less effective in this regard. A lot of the time he would sort of not do much running off the ball in order to save the energy to make runs in behind. But for me, I don't know, Murray is... 
a bit of a first half striker, if you like. If you if you're starting him, you're going to get a lot more out of him in the first half, and then perhaps his energy will start to dwindle. Uh, but once again, that's that's fitness related. I don't think there was necessarily an obvious progress made in terms of the effectiveness and style of his pressing, but it's certainly something that Peter will have the ability to unlock. But yeah, I mean, once again, it, it presses quite system dependent. So when if he has a lot of players around him, depending on which sort of players are playing for him uh, at Peterborough next season, which obviously we don't entirely know yet, he could be effective in, in, in that system. Yeah, no doubt. Yeah, I think what we'll see, Schmodix would definitely start most games, you imagine. I know they've been working hard on Clark Harris's fitness in terms of getting Clark Harris to a level of fitness whereby he's able to, to press consistently and regularly. And I imagine, and a good thing about getting married in relatively early in the window, they got him in for the start of pre-season. I think we're going to see a lot of effort put into developing his fitness during the pre-season to get him ready to press when the season starts. I guess the last thing I wanted to ask you about with Jack Marriott is, say if Posh were playing a 4-2-3-1, there's perhaps the potential for him to play either off the left or off the right in one of the attacking midfield roles with Johnson Clark Harris up front. Now, my personal opinion is that I think he could probably play one of those roles as, as say, on the left, cutting inside, uh, looking almost as like a wide inverted forward. Although I don't think Posh will look to use their wide players like that because if you've got Clark Harris up front, you need to get service into him and Marriott's probably not the player to be crossing the ball into Clark Harris. But I saw he played, I know he didn't play there very often, but I saw he played a handful of games for Derby in a wide area. How did it look when he played wide? Did he cope with those demands did he, or did he look a little bit awkward and uneasy? And was that why he didn't perhaps play there as often as he could have done? Yeah, I mean, my concern, that I would have a few concerns in terms of the possibility of Marriott playing off, off the wing. I mean, firstly, you have to think about what sort of, a negative that may have on the defensive element on that on that side of the pitch in 2018-19 he ranked below the 20th percentile for sort of ball winning actions as a forward and um, in terms of a, and he also had a, a, a reasonably low uh, success when it came to ground duels uh, particularly low when it came to aerial duels as well um, and I'm, whilst he is a player that does have speed about him I think that's mainly over a short distance. I, I'm not particularly sold on Marriott as anything of a of a dribbler, much of a dribbler or a, or a ball carrier. I think, as we've mentioned, he is sort of a bit of a two-three touch striker where he'll take it, he'll have a turn with it to shoot or he'll turn with it to receive. And so, whilst I'm sure you could get some energy out of Marriott on the wide, in the wide areas, pardon me. I'm not sure he'd be particularly effective, but who knows? Maybe in a in a in a different system with a with a wing back to overlap him. Sometimes he might take up those positions, and particularly as a second striker, that you can have the the tendency to to drop out wide. And yeah, I guess we'll see see from him in, in that regard. Yeah, I, I'm kind of with you on that. I don't see him playing out wide again. That's another reason I think Posh are predominantly going to play with a back three. The other reason being defensively posh have been far more solid 
when they drop into a 5-2-3 shape. Um, and they'll probably look to use Mario Schmodix and Clark Harris to press high, perhaps sacrifice the midfield area a little bit, but then look to restrict space in behind as well. That's kind of how I see them setting up. I think in terms of Marriott's role as well in that system, we saw them using, especially last 10 games of the season, Dembele and Ward to run in behind much earlier, getting earlier balls in behind from Kent, from Butler, from Thompson, the ball-playing defenders. They've got Josh Knight, who perhaps can hit those balls now as well. I think we're going to see more of those balls as well from Grant and Taylor. I think we're going to see Marriott running in behind early and often, as well as occasionally dropping in and, as, and then with us running behind, perhaps peeing onto the wings and running behind in wide areas. I think that's how we're going to see Jack Marriott play. Everything you've said has kind of convinced me that is exactly how they're going to play and, and reinforce my initial opinions. That's brilliant. I guess having spoken about him, I've told you a little bit about the system. I think he's going to play. You know a lot about his skill set. Do you see him being a success next season at Peter United? Well, the the main concern would be if we are to if Peterborough are to throw Marriott in into the starting eleven, he's played very little football over the past year, particularly since Christmas. Became pretty much a an outcast at Sheffield Wednesday in terms of game time. So, and with the injuries he has had, he had another one uh, towards the towards the start of last season as well. How fresh is he going to be? How effective is he going to be early doors? But if he is fit and there is the system there to suit him, you know, the manager and and the ownership know what Jack Marriott's done for Peterborough in League One. And I'm sure in a system that suits him, he would he he can be effective in, in the championship. But as I said, yeah, I think front two is probably the way forward with him. And I, I'm excited to see how it turns out for him. I, I hope he does do well at at Peterborough and just not at the expense of Derby, I hope. Yeah, well, I'm going to ask you about that next, I think. But just on that point, <laughs> I definitely think injuries are the biggest concern with him. Obviously, he struggled for game time last season. Posh, you've got Clark Harris, who previously had injury issues, um, but last season played almost every game. Um, was the first time in the most minutes he's played in a long time. I guess there are some concerns if they're your two main strikers about minutes. Behind them, currently Posh have Ricky J. Jones, um, who's a young, really quick, high, high potential player. But again, stepping into the championship, if he was expected to play a lot of minutes, could be a big step. Got Dembele. We don't know what's happening with Dembele, if he's going to be there, if he's going to be sold. If he's there, obviously he's going to take probably minutes off Marriott and share the workload a bit. If he's, if he's not there, a posh going to sign another striker. I think they definitely would have to. I think even if they don't um, sell Dembele, I think perhaps they need one more in the door, but I'm not sure if that's going to happen. Got Moisa, who posh are expecting to sell. And to be honest, I don't think posh really want Moisa playing in the championship. I don't think he's got a broad enough skill set. So, yeah, I think with the injury concerns over those players, I think bringing in another striker is important. Posh actually been linked, I'm sure everyone listening knows, with Max Waters. I think my personal opinion is I think it was Waters or Marriott. Very similar skill set in what they do. I don't think Posh were going to ever plan on signing both. I could be wrong. I personally want to see another physical striker come in to take the workload of Clark Harris and then you've got Dembele, Marriott sharing game time, Clark Harris and another 
whether or not that will happen, I kind of starting to doubt it, but I, I hope it does happen. You said you want him to be a success, but not at the expense of Derby. So I'm looking at Derby. I'm sure a lot of other Posh fans are looking at Derby. And I'm thinking, Posh, you need to finish above three teams next season. That's the goal. For me, that's the extent of the ambition. Finish above three teams, stay in the, stay in the division. How do you see Derby's season going next year? Are you confident of staying up? Or are you perhaps a little bit worried or more than a little bit worried about relegation? Well, yeah, I'm, I'm certainly worried about relegation. We're recording this early July. We've only just found out 100% what league we're going to be playing in next season. The playing squad is minimal, to say the least. We have about, I don't know, 11 or 12 players, registered first-team players, depending on who out of our uh, under-23s you, you, you count as a first-team player. So the under-23 squad is going to be something that is looked at a lot to sort of fill the gaps in the squad and we are lucky to have such a good academy but for me right now survival has to be the priority because of the situation we're in nobody knows the details of our finances or or anything like that but we do know that the playing squad is incredibly scarce and once again has been left smaller than what it was because of high value transfer signings like Jack Marriott who do eventually leave on a free and it's just sort of fairly representative of a lot of lessons Derby have to learn in terms of of recruitment uh, in the championship so yeah right now it's, it's not looking great but we'll see what position we're in sort of near the, the start of the season Yeah exactly it's still early days time to get it sorted out um, obviously got the potential points deduction as well to to overcome. So yeah, it's probably looking like a, a tough season for Derby. Obviously, I hope they they recover and and get themselves in a good financial footing. But you know, if you do finish in the bottom three, I wouldn't be I wouldn't be too too upset about that if it means Posh get to finish twenty first or higher. Um, but that is the end of the podcast. Thank you so much for coming on. James gave us some great insight into the last three years of Jack Marriott there filled the gap between his time at Posh and, and him coming back. So thank you very much for doing that. Cheers, mate. Thanks for having me. I really enjoyed it. No, thank you. And if you listen at home, you enjoyed the podcast, we're going to have a series of these shorter podcasts looking at new signings. Tomorrow evening, Tuesday evening, I'm going to be recording a podcast with Luke Penning, looking at Peter's newfound link with Ipswich Town, obviously signed Dicor now. So we'll be chatting about that. Been linked heavily with Flynn Downs chatting about Flynn maybe looking into his mentality as well which has already been questioned by Posh fans and also talking about what's happening with Matt Crooks whereby Posh and Ipswich both seem to have pretty serious interests. If you've got any questions that you want answered in that podcast drop them below the line or on my Twitter page at Report Posh and we will cover them Tuesday we're recording at 7pm to get them before then but otherwise thank you very much for listening at home we hope you enjoyed the podcast.